the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. All across the Gulf South, it's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Radio. Good morning. You're listening to Wake Up on this beautiful Tuesday morning. We're so glad to have you with us today. I'm Gabby Smith along with Damien Collado. Hey, Damien, good morning. Good morning. It is going to be a good morning now that the rain is gone. Mm-hmm. Yes. You, you said you got some thunderstorms in your neck of the woods. We got, it was just hours and hours of thunder, lightning, wow. and tons of rain. It was quite nice, actually. We needed it. Well, we did need it. That's for sure. And we need to pray to get this morning started off on the right foot. And our feast day today is St. Albert the Great. And so in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. God, you made St. Albert great by enabling him to combine human wisdom and divine faith. Help us to adhere to his teaching that we may progress in the sciences and at the same time come to a deeper understanding and love of you. We ask this through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. St. Albert the Great, pray for us. Pray for us. We have a great show for you today, starting off with Father Katz Schwalik. He is with the Marian Fathers, and today he's going to be talking about a Catholic film called Prophet. So we're going to dive deeper into this uh, and talk a little bit more about this really powerful film, and that's going to be in six minutes. In 18 minutes, Debbie Shelley joins us. She is the assistant editor with the Catholic Commentator in the Diocese of Baton Rouge, and she's going to give us an update of what you're going to be finding in this week's issue in the diocese. In 35 minutes, Dina Dow joins us. She's the director of evangelization and catechesis for the Diocese of Baton Rouge. And today she's going to be joining Damien in the Baton Rouge studio. Lots of Baton Rouge today. (laughs) And she's going to be talking about gratitude and Thanksgiving as we near the liturgical year. So that is coming up just days away. And Dina always has some wonderful insights. And in 48 minutes, Susan Rodriguez joins us. She's a coordinator for the Interfaith Prayer Service for the New Orleans homeless. And she's gonna be talking about this memorial service. I have been to it quite a handful of times. It is quite a powerful service and where we pray uh, for the New Orleans homeless and remember those who have died on the streets of New Orleans in the last year. So it is a very moving service. Um, Religions all across the city of New Orleans come together and pray uh, for these people. So very powerful show today, great guests. Um, Looking forward to it, Damien. Yeah, I'm going to learn something today for sure. Well, just as expected, uh, the rains came late yesterday, and they were out before most of us woke up this morning, which was good because there's nothing worse than rain and cold weather. And cold it's going to be. Clouds are still going to linger in our area, and the temperatures are going to pretty much stay steady. Not going to fluctuate a whole lot today. 
the high is going to be 57. The low is going to be near 40. Winds, though, are blowing out of the north-northwest at 13 miles an hour along the coast, as much as 20 miles an hour. Not a good day to go fishing. And uh, temperature is going to remain that way, actually get a little cooler as the week progresses all the way to Friday. And... uh, fact we may see freezing temperatures overnight on thursday night uh that's what they're forecasting (laughs) maybe 31 32 degrees just going to get there i don't think you're going to have to cover much uh other than yourself when you get in bed you know it's going to be a little chilly Uh, outside of that temperatures in and around the area right now fog in some cities mandeville and home both reporting 53 degrees and fog Elsewhere, Gulfport is 59, New Orleans 55, and in Baton Rouge, 49 degrees. Not quite in the 50s yet. It is already 5 after the hour. Don't go too far. The gospel's coming your way, and we're going to learn about the new movie coming out, The Prophet, here on Wake Up. Good Tuesday morning to you. I'm Father Chris Decker, and today's gospel is taken from Luke chapter 19. At that time, Jesus came to Jericho and intended to pass through the town. Now a man there named Zacchaeus, who was a chief tax collector and also a wealthy man, was seeking to see who Jesus was. But he could not see him because of the crowd, for he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree in order to see Jesus, who was about to pass that way. When he reached the place, Jesus looked up and said, Zacchaeus, come down quickly, for today I must stay at your house. And he came down quickly and received him with joy. When they saw this, they began to grumble, saying, He has gone to stay at the house of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Behold, half of my possessions, Lord, I shall give to the poor, and if I have exhorted anything from anyone, I shall repay it four times over. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a descendant of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save what was lost. Thank you, Father Chris Decker, for today's gospel, one of my favorites. It's a past the hour on Wake Up. Thanks for tuning in this morning. Our first guest is Father Katz Schwalik. He is with the Marian Fathers, and today he joins us to talk about the Catholic film called Prophet. Good morning, Father Katz. Thank you so much for being with us today. Good morning, Gavi. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Tell us a little bit about this movie. Okay. You know what? I'd love to begin with an endorsement by Cardinal Dolan. I think this is something very, very important, and, and I'll, I'll speak about it. You know, when he saw the movie, and this is what he wrote, one, you know, this movie, one of the most important and heroic but often overlooked figures of the latter half of the 20th century was Stefan Cardinal Wyszynski, the Archbishop of Warsaw, who not only led the res- resistance to the communist dictators who overtook his beloved Poland, but who also had a profound impact on the life of Pope St. John Paul II. Please God, Prophet will make the story of this remarkable churchman better known and inspire a new generation to boldly uphold their faith. Beautiful words, powerful words by Cardinal Timothy Dolan, Archbishop of New York. And I, and I have to say that I have had the pleasure of seeing this movie, as you know, because I, uh, I personally know the director very well. Uh, you know, we were together on that first movie that he had was a documentary on, on Love and Mercy, Faustina. And then he subsequently 
uh, gave us another movie called Purgatory. But now this mm-hmm. is a full feature, a, a full drama, and it's it's especially it focuses on on a certain period of of the life of the cardinal, which is from 1940, 46 to 1981 until the end of his death, and 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 the very very important is his witness uh, to to the, to the faith, his witness, also defense of the church, defense of dignity of human each human person. Uh, care for his for his nation, care for the young people. He was the one who um, who not only challenged the government, and this movie will show incredible dramatic scenes, which are based on authentic uh, uh, transmissions from from the uh, you know the uh, as you know comedies would record everything, and so the, these mm-hmm. things were stenographically recorded, and so these dialogues between the communist government especially uh, the, the, the leader, the first secretary of the party, as well as he himself, and those dialogues are included in the movie. I tell you, it's fant- fantastic. I tell you, it's really, really well done. I know that maybe I'm a little bit, you know, maybe biased here. <laughs> but, but on the other hand, I have to tell you, the church is facing difficulties. Church is facing problems, being challenged every place you know, by secularism. And here is someone who confronted the authorities yes he was in he was jailed for three years and some place under house arrest as well and yet he was able during that time under the guidance of our lord prepare a nine year of novena of renewal for the country renewal of novena novena mm-hmm. that that included reflections talks prayers everything so that so that in 1966 would be would be a year when Poland was was celebrating millennium of its Christianity, and that that would be renewed for that for that moment when they the country could consecrate themselves to Our Lady. I'll tell you, I am very excited about that movie, <laughs> as you may <laughs> as you may hear in my voice. Yes, absolutely. Well, when we look at the trailer, it's quite powerful. It's something that you actually don't expect, and it's quite terrifying. So yeah. we have a couple of minutes left, uh, Father Katz. How important are, is it for Catholics, but particularly Catholics living in the United States, to see a movie like this? Well, it shows, first of all, what a person, one person can do with faith, with trust in God, with courage, moral courage. Uh, and uh, the person who loves uh, loves his brothers and sisters, you know, because he's he's defending dignity of each person, the value of each person. Uh, he defends the freedom of faith, freedom for each person as well, and so so and 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 then he knows that the gift that God has given to us, like you read the gospel today, or or the one who's reading the gospel, the Lord has something special for us. He's he's giving us incredible freedom. But he's also giving us a choice, a choice to enter into the paradise. And we can choose mm-hmm. or we may not wish to choose. And today, in the world today, you see how much confusion there is. People do not know what is real good. You know, Christian values are being trampled, you know, uh, by by a variety of media, of government, and uh, uh, universities things like that and it's just it's a, a very inspiring movie that one person can do mm-hmm. some something extraordinary yes 
he was he was kind Most of definitely. predisposed for many things because you know his his education and 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 his vocation as as to to life to priestly life. But nonetheless, it does not change anything. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. Most definitely, Father Katz. We only have thirty seconds left. Where can we go to find out where this movie is playing in our area and more information? Okay, so first of all, if you wish to go, you can go to our website, thedivinemercy.org, and there's like a banner, and you can hit, you'll see the word prophet with a cardinal's hat, you can click right onto it, and it will mm-hmm. lead you from there, where you can buy tickets. Uh, if you wish to go, uh, you know, and uh, find out more, prophet uh, movie uh, 2022, or go directly even to Fathom Events, fathomevents.org. Uh, uh, yeah. profit so Wonderful. you just go and but you can go to our website and and hit the banner there if if, if it is a different banner kind of select the the profit <laughs> thank you so much father Katz, for joining us it's 15 past the hour on wake up this is franciscan media's saint of the day for november 15th today we celebrate saint albert the great Today's saint taught Thomas Aquinas and established the intellectual climate in which Aquinas developed his synthesis of Greek wisdom and Christian theology. But Albert the Great stands on his own as a 13th century Dominican who was himself a curious, honest, and diligent scholar. Born in 1206, Albert was the eldest son of a wealthy and powerful German family. Educated in the liberal arts, he entered the Dominican novitiate despite fierce family opposition. While teaching at Paris and Cologne, Serving as Dominican provincial and even as a bishop, Albert produced a 38-volume work covering a wide variety of topics. These included natural science, logic, rhetoric, mathematics, astronomy, ethics, economics, politics, and metaphysics. His compendium of all knowledge gathered up to the time took him 20 years to complete. That accomplishment earned him the title The Great and a lesser-known title The Universal Doctor. Towards the end of his life, Albert began showing signs of dementia, probably what would be diagnosed today as Alzheimer's disease. He died in 1280. At his 1931 canonization, he was also named a doctor of the church and the patron of scientists and philosophers. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. Happy Tuesday morning, everyone. Welcome back to Wake Up. Gabby Smith, Damian Colano, and Miss Debbie Shelley, assistant editor with the Catholic Commentator in Baton Rouge, here to give us a weekly update on what's going on in the diocese as far as news goes. Debbie, good morning to you. Good morning. Hey, so glad to have you. And look, got to quit. One of the key articles that you guys are are focusing on is on uh, remembering Bishop Ott as we approach the 30th anniversary of his death, which is November 28th. I can't believe it's been 30 years. Yes, uh, yet he's still very fondly remembered. Um, We do have an article. Um, The first one, you know, is about his uh, ecumenical uh, focus. He he was uh, very um, inclusive of all faith, and um, some some very uh, Father uh, Frank Uter, um was in one of the liaisons, and uh, he mentioned how this was very important to him. And uh, when 
on his deathbed, he visited the bishop, and he mentioned he was on his way, and um, Bishop Ott sat up in bed and looked at him and said, Frank, he said, isn't Thanksgiving wonderful? And uh, he shared that message, and it just edified. And uh, I talked with uh, Rabbi Weinstein, who called him the perfect clergyman. The two had some very um, close ties, and together they founded the um, what is now known as the um, Interfaith Federation of Greater Baton Rouge. And uh, well, there's an article with um, Father uh, John Carvel in his column. He shared a very uh, humorous story about the time um, that he was a seminarian in Rome, and his first meeting with uh, then Monsignor, who later became bishop, of course. And then uh, one with Daryl Ducote, who um, was a former priest before mm-hmm. becoming um, head of the, you know, the marriage and family life department at the diocese. And he said he he just served with an all-embracing love with the people. So there's lots um, to look forward to on reading about uh, Bishop Bott, um, very much in, alive in the memory of people. Yes. Yeah, he was a holy man for sure, and uh, it's always good to kind of see some of the articles and even find out some stories that you didn't know about. Uh, so it's worth picking up the commentator, if nothing else, to read about uh, Bishop Ott and, and what the good folks in the diocese have to say who uh, remember him well. Also, uh, there's an article on St. Thomas Aquinas, a student who uh, put a research paper together and is focusing on human trafficking, and he's actually put that to action. Yes, a uh, 17-year-old Aubrey Larrinson, she was doing a research project for her AP English 2 class and um, concerning anti-human you know, um, human trafficking, and uh, it just moved her. And she's since become a student advisor for the Anti-Trafficking International and has been focusing on instituting a local club um, to educate high school students on the dangers of human trafficking. And she's, um, you know, lauded by the school and uh, by her pastor, uh, Father Jamin David, over there at St. Margaret, where she's a parishioner. And uh, as stated by um, Aubrey herself, I believe we all have the responsibility to protect those lives that are being violated and degraded for everyone as a child of God. Yes, very much so. Do do you know, uh, again, maybe, I'm I'm not sure, I didn't get a chance to read the story, but is uh, she working or going to work with uh, Father Jeff Bahe and and Metanoia and what they're doing? Um, There's not a mention of that, but that would not surprise me. She's involved in many um, elements. Um, The specifics of this article mention that um, she's starting the club at uh, St. Thomas Aquinas. Just focusing on uh, on what she's getting started on, which is great. mm -hmm, I believe mm -hmm. young people need to get involved Mm -hmm. with that. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. a very terrible situation going on, especially along the I-10 corridor in South Louisiana. and, oh, yeah. of course, you have an interview with our good friend, um, Matt Estrade, who's on Wake Up on a regular basis. And he talks about uh, the journey people are going through with their loved ones when it comes to dementia. Um, yes, he's going to be giving a uh, presentation uh, Thursday, December 1st at St. Uh, John the Evangelist. And, uh, of course, he'll be going over the, you know, the, the signs of, of dementia and what, and what people can expect along the journey. 
um, from the time they're diagnosed to the you know time that they pass away. Both um, he's going to address it from those who have dementia and their caregivers. Um, but he said even more importantly, he's going to um, address spiritual assistance available, you know, the spiritual elements of it. And um, he, he just mentioned that the faith is a constant reminder um, that people need to take care of themselves in the business of caregiving. Um, he pointed to certain saints, um, uh, you know, such as St. John the Evangelist, St. Daphne, St. Raphael, the Archangel, and the Blessed Mother, of course, and Jesus is, uh, himself, and he said, to offer up suffering to the Lord, and who accompanies them on this journey. So it's going to be a very edifying from both a practical and spiritual sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, another article on Black Catholics uh, co- commemorating uh, Black Catholic History Month with Mass, and it's going to be celebrated with Bishop Duca. Give us the, the details and in, in the history and the reason behind this. Yes, um, they, uh, it was held at the Catholic Life Center, uh, Center November 3rd um, to celebrate National Black uh, Catholic History Month, and um, they began with the morning mass, and then there was a very nice processional to where uh, Bishop Duke blessed six uh, portraits of um, African Americans up for uh, on the path to sainthood. Um, Pierre Toussaint, uh, Mother Mary Elizabeth Lang, uh, Henriette de Leo, and uh, Father Augustus Tolton, and, and of course, um, uh, Sermon of God Sister Thea Bowman. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just a wonderful um, morning of remembrance. Um, it had uh, the blessing was originally scheduled before COVID, and uh, but COVID prevented that, and so it was a nice um, opportunity to to do that. And uh, it was on the feast day of uh, Saint Martin de Porres. Oh, nice. Who, yeah, and uh, last but not least. Uh, the the commentator covered the rededication of St. Thomas More Catholic Church in Baton Rouge, and I'm telling you, that was a standing room only crowd there. Uh, the other thing <laughs> is I can't figure out is right after the dedication, Father Michael Alello and company, they're in the Holy Land right now. So uh, I, I'm sure they got a blessing for that as well, but uh, share with us a little bit about the rededication of St. Thomas More. And the importance and why why that's done. Well, um, especially from a um, you know faith perspective, there's such a growing community out there, and um, there you know uh, there. He said um, the parish had been uh, refreshed in this place of worship through this dedication, and um, he said um, this is our place of worship, and we truly come to feel the God's words so we hear god's word in our lives and um it's just a beautiful ceremony and um they um you know uh also dedicated a a parish let's see i'm sorry uh they had a uh a wonderful turnout. Um, they have a beautiful, stunning cross that came from Saint Louis, King of France. Right. Among the other mm-hmm. things, and uh, it was 
also included in the $4.2 million project was the construction of a new office building. And uh, the previous building um, had flooded. You know, uh, every time it rained, it would flood. So that has um, been included in the project. Yeah, it was either that or build an ark. No, I'm kidding. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Well, Shelly, thank you for that. Where can folks go to pick up a copy of the uh, commentator for this week? Um, Well, they can pick them up in the back of the church parishes and um, at any one of our uh, participating merchants. Um, And we uh, just wonderful. And they can um, go online at diobr.org if they would like and access the. the commentator digitally that way as well okay debbie shelley assistant editor with the catholic commentator thank you for being with us on wake up this morning so glad to have you and try to stay warm thank you so much (laughs) okay take care god bless and uh gabby i don't know about you but the uh the the ceremony that they had at saint thomas more in fact dina dow's in the studio with us were you there oh yeah i was i thought you were yeah Yeah. i definitely we'll be talking to dina in just a moment but we're talking to her now yeah yeah Yeah, i've been a member of that church since i was three so there were like 50 something yeah years a ton of priests beautiful yeah we had all of our past pastors that were there some of vicar associate pastors were there of course the vicar general was there i joked because i worked there twice so i had five of my bosses were there <laughs> it was beautiful you know you guys you so know which one fired you um, no i'm kidding you really? <laughs> <Damien No>. Caddy. <laughs> so what was so beautiful was that you know it's it's it's, it's the same sanctuary but mm-hmm. father michael has a beautiful way of just elevating our eyes in worship and design and decor and it's just stunning and so he did i a, invite people to come and he see he did it. a great job when the parishes had to come oh, combine very much so yes. yeah such a beautiful job of accompaniment and that's that's his that's one of his charisms yeah it bringing is. people together he's yeah. dynamic that's for sure yeah. well it's 30 after the hour we're coming back and we'll be chatting with miss dina down in just a moment here on wake up right along on a uh, Tuesday morning. Uh, It is Tuesday still, and you're listening to Wake Up 35 after the hour. Mm -hmm. This day is moving, and we are so glad to have Ms. Dina Dow, Director of Evangelization and Catechesis for the Diocese of Baton Rouge, in studio with us because Thanksgiving's right around the corner. Nine days. Yeah. Get your turkey. And we're going to talk about being grateful, gratitude, and thankful. Yes. Exactly. It was great when Debbie Shelley was talking about uh, Bishop Ott and the memory of Bishop Ott, whom I, I remember him. He actually handed us our high school diploma way back when. Wow. In the 80s. <laughs> and uh, gosh, just such a beautiful man. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, some of the last words that he said was, isn't Thanksgiving just great? And uh, it was funny mm-hmm. when Gabby and I were chatting about what, what do you want to talk about? I was like, gosh, we're getting so close to Thanksgiving. And I really want to talk about Advent, but we can talk about that next time I come on. But I really want to talk about like the beauty of Thanksgiving in the season of the liturgy, which is kind of really talking about the end of times, you know, which is yeah. like you're sitting there in mass and a couple of weeks ago was my birthday and on my birthday, Father Joel Above was talking about like death and dying. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. this is a wake up call for us, you know. But living in a life of gratitude, it's it's summed up in um, in the Magnificat yesterday morning, the morning prayer. The first line is, 
Christ leads us from death to life. Let us give thanks and praise. Like a heart full of gratitude, yes. which is what we're, we're moving towards as we're celebrating, you know, the joy of Christ the King. And then we're celebrating our country with Thanksgiving and gratitude and all the blessings that have been bestowed upon us and the things that the Lord does for us each and every day. Yes, yes. Even though you, you come across readings where uh, death, you know, is is you got to approach it. It's going to happen. Yes, yes. But, but here on this earth... The life begins, you know, once we get into heaven and we're in the kingdom with Christ. That's what we're all striving for yeah. is, is, you know, sanctification uh, of a good life. And we, we want to celebrate what yeah. we can here on earth. That's yeah. the beauty of Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. We have, despite all the craziness that's going on in the world around us, yeah. you could mm-hmm. still take a moment, take a step back, even write down the things that you've been thankful for. That is exactly right. Whenever you're having a moment of like, I, this is, there's a lot, like a lot happening, right? It's mm-hmm. In somebody's life, there's a lot of struggles. And like, well, wait a minute, what am I most grateful for? And truly write it down. Yeah. Write it down, put it in your prayer book, put it in your journal, put it in a sticky note, you know, that you can see it every day. What am I most grateful for? And I may have mentioned this. Uh, I know I've talked to my team about it at the diocese. But one of the best penance that I was given <laughs> by a wonderful priest was he said, okay, Dina, go, you know, say some Hail Marys and just really ask the Blessed Mother to intercede for you with this. And then I want you to take your, your hands, you know, and hold up your fingers. Mm-hmm. And for every Hail Mary in between, say what you're grateful for. Mm. So Hail Mary, mm-hmm. and then what you're grateful, grateful for. So for. 10 Hail Marys, 10 moments of gratitude. Like, what are you truly grateful for? By the time I got to the fourth gratitude, I was in tears. Because I realized God's love and mercy was so great in my life. And it humbled me in, in such a, a unique way that I was like, you know what, Lord, you're right. There's so much more to be grateful for. And then to travel down the path of sin is just, it's so crushing to us. And we don't realize it until we're within our sinfulness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then when we turn around, we come back. We're embraced by God's love and mercy, and through the intercession of the Blessed Mother, He just wraps us in His arms, you know, just like the prodigal son coming home. And so to be grateful is to have a heart full of what what is anticipated, mm-hmm. you know, the gratitude of what is to come, the gratitude of what is today, and the gratitude of what has happened already in yeah. our lives. So. You know, I'm thinking as you say that, uh, to take that one step further, is to make it a point between now and Thanksgiving yeah. to thank someone for who they are or the gratitude that they've yes. bestowed upon you yeah. uh, or the friendship mm. or the relationship. How cool. Yeah. We, I don't think we thank one another mm-hmm. enough. I know, we, you know. we, we pray, yes. you know, oh, Lord, thank you for this, mm-hmm. thank you for that. But do we share that with our loved ones and yeah. just say, hey, thanks for being my wife or, man, thanks. I, I yeah. love you as, as my son or daughter. Yeah. I never my husband and I were yeah. real silly, you know, and sometimes he's like, I love you. I'm like, God, thank you so much for loving me. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yeah, you know? And yes. he's just like, what? <laughs> but there's just this moment of surge of appreciation for the Lord, and especially, you know, in prayer, but then outside of prayer, too. I mean, I don't know about you, Gabby, but thank you notes for me. I, I really, I procrastinate on those but when i get a thank mm-hmm. you note mm-hmm. surprisingly i'm like yeah. oh this is th- thank, thank you for the yes. thank you 
Yeah. You almost want to, mm-hmm. you know, because, you, again, well, it's few and far between. Well, and I, the the a more seasoned generation, um, my grandfather, <laughs> my husband's grandparents are neighbors in their 80s. They love sending thank you notes, and I don't think our generation appreciates that as yeah. much. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was a thing, but we get cards for thanksgiving and obviously christmas and valentine's day and 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 any any holiday easter and everything like that or just a random day a thank you card yeah i love receiving them so i try to to go out of my way to to write a thank you card and like you said dina sometimes it takes a lot of effort on our part because we're not used to it but i always feel good after i send yeah. a thank you card even if it's just random when a couple of years ago i had surgery so i was just kind of you know recovering and so what i did was um, i had actually some prayer cards that i bought online and they said deo gracias and so um i wrote i wrote down a list of, i had 10 of them so i wrote 10 thank you notes to people that um, just had impacted my life uh-huh. during that season. Mm-hmm. Some of them included priests and um, some of them were friends. Some of them I knew that they had said they were praying for me. So in recovery, during my you know suffering, if you want to call it that, but just a time of convalescence and, and recovery, um, I wrote thank you notes to people. So even in times where we're really struggling or in despair or we're not feeling well, those are the moments where you just reach deep inside and pour that gratitude out, you know, pour it out to other people. And then you know that they're receiving on the other end. And that's what the mm-hmm. Lord does for us. He pours out his goodness mm-hmm. upon us and his gratitude because he desires our love. Mm-hmm. At the same time, too, we desire that, you know, the love of the Lord. And we know the Lord will never abandon us in his right. love. So a grateful mm-hmm. heart is a happy heart. And, and, and don't mm-hmm. be afraid to seek his goodness and right. you know wh- whether it be in prayer or in action uh you know that that's what the last two readings were the, today and, and yeah. yesterday yeah you know i always liked this zacchaeus the fact that he's a short guy i always picture me <laughs> trying to climb that tree because trust me i could not see above the crowd that's your next part in a movie damien's gonna be playing zacchaeus <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah i'd love to have dinner with christ <laughs> uh, but the uh yeah. the, you know it's it's the seeking also and so before we wrap up any pointers for Thanksgiving when we were with oh family? Gosh. Because yes, there's you know, so we, many arguments can happen too. Yeah, I oh. hate to say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm grateful for mm-hmm. that conversation. Yeah. yeah, thank you for your thoughts. So what we have done in the past is when everybody comes in, I have a basket with like a little note cards, and they write down what they're grateful for, mm-hmm. and they put it in the basket. So at Thanksgiving dinner, um, after prayer, or even during the meal, somebody will pull a card and they'll say, you know, they'll read somebody else's card. Oh, nice! Really, a lot of fun, especially when you have people that don't really know each other very well, don't see each other a lot, so that can kind of diffuse things. Yeah. There's also a litany of gratitude. You can find it online. It's a beautiful prayer of just thanking God for you know Him, for other people, for Lord Jesus. Little things like that, you know. So I think I like that. that idea. Those are just like little simple things that you yeah. can do, um, or just go around the table and say what you're most. Do you try for. to guess the the thankfulness? Yeah, sometimes you, you, you can. Like or sometimes who, they fess up. Yeah, uh, okay. if that was me, you know, that was me. Yeah, and and so it just creates an atmosphere of joy. And then for hospitality, you know, that's a really key point of evangelization is hospitality. Yeah. It's like you know being welcoming and making the home just comfortable for everyone and inviting people those that may not necessarily have some place to go that day 
you know, it's just so open your heart and your and your life up to a yeah. life of gratitude in Jesus and Christ. Be grateful for all the things God Amen. has blessed us Amen. with. Amen. Yes. Dina Dowd, thank you as always. You're welcome. All right, thank girl. You. Director of Evangelization and Catechesis for the Diocese of Baton Rouge. Have a good Thanksgiving Let if I see. don't see you. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Okay. It is 45 after the hour. Get up, get going. You're listening to Wake Up. It is 48 past the hour. Thanks so much for listening to Wake Up on Catholic Community Radio. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Damian Collado. Our next guest is Susan Rodriguez. Susan is with the Interfaith Prayer Service for the New Orleans Homeless. And every year we talk to Susan about this. It's a wonderful gathering in the city of New Orleans to pray for those on the streets. Susan, good morning. Thanks for being with us again. Oh, good morning, Gabby. I'm very happy to be here to talk about our upcoming service. Tell us a little bit about when the service is, because it's actually a little bit earlier this year, and the importance and uniqueness of this gathering. Well, this year the service is on Monday, December the 5th at 6 p.m., and it's still at St. Joseph's Church on Tulane Avenue. Um, this homeless service sort of grew out of a retreat program for formerly homeless women in recovery from addiction something that I've been involved in since uh, 2010 when I retired from my career. Um, it's called the Ignatian Spirituality Project. And um, because of our work with formerly homeless women, we decided to do an interfaith prayer service for the people of New Orleans, for all those um, d homeless who died on the streets in the prior year. And uh, this Interfaith prayer service includes people from the Christian, Jewish, Islam, Buddhist, and many other faith communities, all of whom are dedicated to helping the poor. In fact, all the sacred texts that are read during the, the service refer to the same points, uh, that we are all called to love God and to take care of the poor. Absolutely. Susan, this is such a powerful service. I have attended this a handful of times in the past, and uh, it's led by Archbishop Amond. Uh, but talk about the different religions reading from their texts that they have for their specific denomination and the coming together, because that is quite the, the, the climax and the most powerful part of the whole event. Uh, that's true. The coming together of so many faiths to pray together to God um, is very powerful. I think prayer is our most powerful tool. Um, the Christian faiths typically read a text from the New Testament. Uh, the Jewish faith uh, representatives read from what we call the Old Testament, or what they would refer to as the Torah. Um, the Hindus have their own sacred text. Uh, our Islam neighbors have the Quran, and what strikes me year after year is that we are all saying the same thing, love God and take care of the poor. Mm -hmm. You also read a list of those homeless who have died on the streets in the last year. Talk about that and why that is so important to say their names. Thank you. Um, that's a wonderful question, and I... Um, 
to me, this is the, the heart of the service when we read the names. This year there will be 69 names of those who died on the streets of New Orleans in the previous year. And what we do is, while someone reads the names very reverently, another person brings up a lighted candle in memory of that person and brings it up to a candelabra placed in front of the altar. So we are remembering, we are honoring, and we are dignifying our brothers and sisters who are um, less able and uh, unhoused in the city. Mm-hmm. Susan, we see homeless in New Orleans almost, it seems like at every corner, especially in the central business district with tents underneath the interstate and and mattresses. And it's quite uh, just saddening to see that. It seems like there's more and more every single week. Um, What can we do? Is there anything that has been done as far as that has come out of this prayer service? Because another thing that is highlighted is we hear from someone who was formerly homeless and how they have overcome that. That's correct. There are many, many services in the city and a very powerful part of the service each year is a witness by a formerly homeless person to how how they became homeless, which in most cases is a shortage of affordable rentals, um, and also how they overcame homelessness through help from organizations such as the Harry Thompson Center, which sits behind Mm -hmm. St. Joseph's Church on Tulane Avenue, Catholic Charities, Unity of Greater New Orleans, and all the churches of every faith who have an outreach to help the homeless. Most definitely, and uh, go ahead, Susan. um, There are currently more than 500 people in metropolitan New Orleans who are homeless, and to your point, yes, we see them, and it it hurts our hearts every day. There are about 2,000 in the state of Louisiana, and especially last night, it was so rainy and cold, and it brings to mind Mm -hmm. how much suffering the homeless endure um, on nights like that. Susan, that's a lot of people. Rent's not getting any cheaper, especially in a city like New Orleans. But we have a question and we have a a, a couple of minutes left. How do you know the names of the homeless who have died on the streets? Well, through the work of Dr. Jennifer Avegno at the um, City of New Orleans Health Department and through a partnership with the coroner's office, we obtain those names. Um, So we are very, very grateful to Dr. Vegno and to the coroner's office for providing that information because it's so much more powerful when you can read a person's name out. Bringing up the candles is powerful, but in in communion with reading the name is even more so. Absolutely. Susan Rodriguez with the Interfaith Prayer Service for the New Orleans Homeless. When is it one more time and where can we go to find out more information on how we can attend? Um, It's scheduled for Monday, December the 5th at 6 p.m., and it's at St. Joseph's Church on Tulane Avenue. Um, you, uh, People who are interested in more information are welcome to email me um, or call me, and um, I'm actually working with somebody else this year, Trevor Lincoln, whose name is on the bottom of the flyer. We'd be happy to send that along to anybody who wants it. Mm-hmm. 
Wonderful. Susan, I actually also have this on our events calendar on our website at ccradio.live, so those can take a look at that. Thank you so much for being with us and once again for highlighting this important memorial service. Thank you so much, Susan, and have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thank you, Gabby. You too. Bye-bye. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Very powerful service. And wow. uh, there is a, a wonderful choir there as well that highlights just the, the powerfulness of, of what you're stepping into. And they also have, when they read the names of the those who have passed away on the streets in the last year, if they don't have a name, they say unidentified person at the corner of, you know, Calliope and Chapatulas oh, really? or something like that. They that get the location are the ones that are the most powerful. Yeah. Where they have found them on the streets. It's really uh, heartbreaking but uh, we have to come together and pray and also take action. So mm -hmm. this is quite a powerful one. Well, we for sure. And uh, didn't realize 500 mm -hmm. homeless currently that's a lot. in the city. That's, and she said that's like 25% for the whole state. Jeez. Wow. Well, let's pray for them and, and for mm -hmm. all of us today in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, you are the Alpha and the Omega. You have given me life and offer me eternal life with you. You deserve my honor, gratitude, and love, and yet you never impose yourself upon me. Thank you for respecting my freedom so that I can offer myself to you. All that I have is yours. I return it to you. Jesus, I trust in you. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you back here tomorrow at 7 a.m. Central Time. Johnny Aber joins us with his gospel reflection. Karen Baker with Mary Queen of Peace has a new book called Faith, Hope, and a Sense of Humor. Dave Plinsky will talk about a new survey on why Catholics are leaving the faiths. Stay with us on that. Have a wonderful Tuesday. God bless. Wake up is a production of Catholic Community Radio.